0: Hello, my name is Rian and I work for Forward Steps and wellbeing for me as a family and disability worker and a play and transition worker. So today I just, I'm going to do a little solo podcast. So um and it's going to be about transition. So as you all know, um everybody's going to be going back to school in 2 weeks, which is really soon. Um and with a transition, it can take up to four weeks for a child to transition, so it could be difficult for your child to return to school just for a month. depends. If your child is really easy going back to school, well, it, it will benefit them going back to school for that month before the school holiday starts. So I'm just going to um, give you a little um, uh, chat about uh, transition. So I'm just going to explain what transition is. So so transition it means uh, a change from one position or stage or state to another. It could be a minor uh, change or a, or a major change in a child's life that can affect them in any way It's important to um, support your child through transition to ensure that their emotional wellbeing and academic success is not interfered so your first point of call would be to identify when your child will be returning to creche or school this this will give you a, a timeline and and when to start this booklet. Um so I'm not sure if you know how long you should start your transition before they go to school, and that is uh two weeks, so you should start two weeks prior to your child returning to school or crash, or if it's daycare or anything. And it just gives them a head start then by you um Introducing routines um, and um, creating transition documents, which I'll explain to you uh, in a little bit. So it can take up to four weeks for a child to transition, um, which I just said. Um, so don't feel like if uh, you're failing or anything when your child has returned and they're re- re- very upset and stuff. Um, but if if you do feel like your child is not managing very well um you could look for um other support from uh your child's teacher uh key worker or managers around the professionals so um how to you prepare your child for transition uh this 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 is something that you would need to know so it's getting to know your child more um and what would help them feel more comfortable then when they return to provision, so um you kind of the things you could do is um, read some books about starting creche. I know a really nice little book called uh, Llama Llama Mrs Mama, that is so good. And you can buy it on Amazon and listen to it on YouTube. It gives a child a little bit more of an understanding of what it's like to start school or creche or daycare. Um, another thing you could do is um. You can start doing pretend play with them, and um, this could just be through general play. If they are role playing, and and if it's age appropriate, um, you could start playing schools. So setting up some chairs with teddies on, and your child could be the teacher, you know, and then um, being doing that role play then, um, you could also go for like a little drive, uh, around the crash or the school just to um. Give them an idea how long the drive may be when they get to uh, the setting and, um, and, have, and talk about it with them then, the saying that they're going to be going to school and what might be happening, what they will be doing uh, when you drop them off and what they might be doing at uh, school or crash. So um, a really good way to prepare is perhaps get your teacher to meet uh, your child or the key worker to meet your child depending on their age if they're in school or in creche um, which is a good idea to get them used to that person then have a familiar face for when they do start on their first day they they feel more at ease um, and the what you could also do is help your child to start to learn self-help skills so that could be uh, putting on their coat washing their hands independently because um, they didn't when they're in school and in creche, they're in a ratio. So it's really good to have um, more self help skills. Um as for older children, it could be tying shoes, um zipping up bags and coats and stuff and getting them their bags prepared ready and showing them how to do that. So um another thing you could do is have a little visit. I know a lot of creches and schools are not open at the minute, but um you could request a little visit um, as a taste, a kind of session to the setting, just to help your child um settle a bit more, so they can become more familiar on their first day when you do leave them. Um, another thing you could do is uh create social stories, um, a new routine, uh and a transition document, which I'll explain to you just a moment. So a really good way to help prepare for transition is to, um communicate with your crest or school so tell them about your child what they've been doing in lockdown if they've any changes or achievements or if there's any issues that they may need to know about um, which would be really good for them um, to uh, know about so they can continue it in provision Um you could also ask them ask them about the measures they've had to take during COVID nineteen so last week they've only just had the measures so um and the guidelines so they will be right now putting them all into place, so I'm recording this two weeks prior to um the school is reopening and the crash is reopening, so um they'll be doing this right now, so they'll have a good idea when the school opens um and the crash is open um what they've been doing to help with um the virus um but that's it with communicating your crush or school it's a good way to uh help with transition um so creating your own story a social story a social story is um information you can share with a child through description of events in in a in a book Around a subject, this can help children to understand better if they may be nonverbal or with additional needs. A, sto- a social stories are perfect for a child transitioning into three, because they're still so young, and they they find it hard to understand by by telling them verbally. But having something visual can be really helpful for them. When creating a social story, you need to think about um what the child what you want the child to to achieve and what behaviours you'd like to see. So you'd like them to be happy going into crash, um, waving you off goodbye and um playing with friends. So this is um in this story, social story, it gives you all of that. So um another way to help prepare for um transition is creating your own transition document. So um a transition document is information gathered around an individual child which outlines the processes which are to be followed during the child's being in your care well the teacher's care or the um key worker's care and which we call it as a one page profile um a one page profile is really important during transition as you share and it gives information to um their key worker or or teacher and gives them an idea then what they've been doing in lockdown so um, a one-page profile can can include um what they've learned during dot lockdown, um what makes me happy. So what kind of things makes your child happy? So they could have just got into uh, like into playing with water. So you could add that in, and that they could do some activities around that to help with um milestones and development. And then, how can I support my child? And what makes me upset? I do have um, a. Uh, blank one of these uh, one page profiles so if you would like me to send one to you um, and i will leave my details below uh, to to email me if you want one Um you can also create your own routine so i also have templates as well that you can use that i can send to you but a routine is simply means a sequence of actions that has to be followed so a routine is important for everyone it's it because it allows you to foster habits to meet, um, your needs and aspirations, especially for a child. A routine is most important to them. It gives them a sense of security and stability. Um, the children are able to understand and predict everyday events, which is what they really like. Children really like to pr- pr- predict what they are doing next, and it gives them more, of a sense of awareness and security again. Um, having a consistent routine during transition, your child will be able to adapt quicker to the change as well, so um which is really good. So a routine is re very important. Um so I have a routine uh template that you can use that I can send you which I just explained um just pop me an email and I can send one to you. Um so um if a child is struggling with a routine um you can do a more specific smaller routine called timeline so, um, which has, um, different pictures on it, which is, could be just start off with three, so it could could begin with with just having first, next, and last. So then the first thing could be putting their shoes on, uh, before school, um, and then grabbing their bag and put going into the car, so that it could be just as easy and simple as that if a child is really struggling to understand their routine. So, um, I'm just going to explain to you the more common transitioning triggers that you might find. So um, the most common ones is the fear of the unknown. And um, you also have children refusing to go back and avoidance. There's a lot of tiredness, meltdowns and crying, regression and separation anxiety. So coupling with transition learning how to deal with transition triggers for yourself and your child helps you to come uh, comfort and support your child with what they might think is a scary time for them by using this by using my booklets that I have um that I can send to you um it will help you child your child build resilience and be prepared for your forever your child may face so um i'm going to go into uh, more about the triggers and how you can help. So, uh, the theory of the, the unknown is the most common. So I'll talk about that one. Um. So this means uh, your child not understanding or not knowing what's going to come next. So um, it it could make your child really nervous all of a sudden, and like when you go into uh somewhere like a course. And you you don't know anybody, you don't know where you're going, you're going to um, a building that you don't know. So all the kinds of things are going through your head, uh, where do I go? Am I doing this right? Is this wrong? This is terrifying. I don't know what to do. And these are the kinds of things a child will go through as well. So um, how to help with that then um, is try talking to your child about returning to, cr- to creche or to school asking them and telling them um how they feel and what, what it's going to be like when they go there, who they're going to be with um and what they're going to do. So that gives them more reassurance um, of what they're going to do there, which is going to, and to be really positive. It's going to be really fun. You're going to really enjoy it and you're going to want to go back again. Um, You can also talk to your child's key worker and ask what their planning is and their activities are. So you can... um let your child know what the kind of activities they're going to do that day and also the social story which I've explained to you is going to help as well um, and you can also visit the crash, like I've um, explained and um, you can actually stay with them as well for and it gives them more of an idea then what they're going to do there and the kind of activities you could do um, to help ease the fear of the unknown you need to get them to um, understand more of their emotions you can start doing activities around learning their emotions especially for really really young children where they, where they really struggle to understand what their emotions are and what they're feeling so you could take them for a nice little walk and talk to talk to them about activities um, and you can also um use role play which I've explained before so um, the next thing I want to talk about is um meltdowns and crying so this this is one of the another most common um trigger to transition it's because um the child the child can't uh, express their feelings and how they feel so they just start to scream and shout so um so here are some steps that you, you could do to overcome a meltdown so if the child is very distressed screaming kicking out and um, your best thing is to do is to um just move try and move away if you can if your child's beginning to agitate agitated and not kicking out as yet you can just move your child away into a quiet place where they can just calm down or just have that outburst there but then when your child is in a full meltdown you you just got to remain calm you just can't say anything you just got to let your child ride it out and yourself ride it out just make sure your child is not going to um hurt themselves, you know, is it's very very important to keep them safe. And then when you see your child starting to relax a little bit, um then you can approach them with a quiet, calm voice and um ask them if they want some water and tell them it's okay. And then after it's all calmed down, you're better off just writing it down, keeping a diary of it, so you can find out what is actually making them become like this so i've got also got here in my booklets a um a recording form so you can keep all the recordings and keep them to see and find out then which will help you find out what is causing them to have a meltdown then so kind of things to help relax them is a calm down Box. You can create a calm down box, which I have done a tutorial on that and how to make when and what uh, kind of things you can put in there to calm down. So check that out, which is on our forward steps well wellbeing for me page. Um, I also have an activity where you can uh, make stress balls. This is really fun. This is really fun to do, where you put flour or Orbeez or uh, play doh in a balloon, and then they can squish it in and and um, get out that frustration. So regression is um I'm just gonna go quickly into regression. Regression is um is a child showing behaviours that they're younger than their age or might be going backwards in their development and um maybe um wetting themselves again. So it's good to identify what regression is if they are transitioning because um you can help reduce it in many ways, which you if you take a look at my booklets you'll be able to see that. So um another big thing is challenging behaviour. Um with challenging behaviour there's a difference between meltdowns and challenging behaviour. People think that they're the same but they're actually not. Um with the, with the meltdown and challenging behaviour, can it can come across as the same but Challenging behaviour could be something a child is um, showing sexualised behaviour and that could be just it. But as a meltdown, it's very violent, kicking, punching, um, self-harm um, and it can last for a while. But uh, yeah, that's what's the difference is between those two. Okay. So anger management is another thing you could help because... Um, if your child does have anger management through transition it can be very difficult to handle um so how to tackle anger is um you can team up with your child and uh tackle the anger together so it's not putting them on them it's not them that's got anger management it's what they they want to it's they it's with you are tackling it together with them so you can talk about your child, but how they feel when they start getting angry. So they can say their heartbeat gets faster, their muscles tense, they clench their teeth, they make a fist, and then the kind of things you can have to reduce that is um, you can count to ten, you can walk away from the situation, um, breathe slowly, um, clench and unclench your fist to see if it releases tension, talk to a trusted person. So. You could be the trusted person and talk to your child about um, about just perhaps just distracting them from what they're becoming angry at. Um, and then perhaps going to a private place to calm down. I have lots of activities you can do to help with this by making play dough, And you can throw this against the wall once you've made it. It gets a lot of frustration and anger out. Um, I I also spoke about learning emotions. So um with emotions, learning them is very vital so they start to understand how they feel so they can so you can address it then and help them to overcome it. So for a very young child, um when I used to work with the very young children in childcare, I um used to sing this song which I found on YouTube. It's we call it the Monster Song, and it's for mainly for I'd say more under four children under four years of age. And um, we, I used to play this song once a day at circle time. So first, um, I got cards. So they're all monster cards with a happy face, a sad face, an angry face, a sleepy face and a hungry face. So um, it goes through all the different emotions through the song. And I've got the cards which shows them and then gives them a visual then of how to um, identify what emotions what. So which is really good for them for a very young age, especially babies as well um but that's that um I've also got a visual timeline (coughs) which can help a transition which I've also spoke about I have that which I can send to you um and I got some more activities as well that I can give to you there's lots of activities like how to be a good friend that's a good one because some children are scared about not knowing anybody, but if they could go back to school or creche and have a friend, that would make it so much easier for them and know that they'd be able to meet their friends and they're not alone. So um, I have some flashcards here on how to be a good friend. So one of them would be uh, helping them up from the floor. Um, if someone's sad, go and uh, tap them on the back and give them some comfort and perhaps uh, sharing toys uh, that That's a lot of cards I got um, in my transition books that I could send to you, which is really good to help. So um, when your child is going back to school, you would need to want to know what the measures are after COVID-19. So there's a lot of changes and the children have to learn the new norm, um, which can be very um distressing st- for you and your child to learn all these new things and not even knowing what what they're going to be doing yet. Um, So I'm going to explain to you what kind of things they might have to go through. So when your child returns to school, they will have to be encouraged to wash their hands for 20 seconds and um, it'll be regular hand washing. So, um, So we'll be washing on arrival and leaving the setting before and after meals and returning from outdoor play and before and after using an object and all these objects will be cleaned as well before and after use at all times. It's really important that that's in the guidelines as well, so it's really important that um settings do this. Um all staff are required to uh clean hard surfaces, especially high touch surfaces at all times. Well um perhaps like every hour maybe um <coughs> and any tissues that are used would be put into a different bin, in a separate bin, and cleaned out every day. And uh, children would be encouraged to uh cough and sneeze into their elbow um for good hygiene practice. They'll be teaching these when they go back to school. So for social distancing, um staff um at schools and and creches will be required to increase the ventilation of the rooms so opening all windows using aircon if possible and um all toys and equipment will be cleaned after every use which i just explained for social distancing in transport um there will be a uh, staff will have to incorporate social distancing arrival for children and uh, parents are to encourage not to stand closely to each other, and keep social distances at two meters apart. And if if this comes too much, schools may have to stagger arrival time for children. Through um to ensure enough transition in each rooms, um they should be large enough to be in line with the guidance. The number of children in each room will be reflect on the the availability of staff and space. So the bigger the room, the more children can come in there. So the schools or creches will have to make that judgment. Um, but they want to keep the, the groups as small as possible. Um, only a third of all children in one setting is allowed in the that setting at one time. So it would only be a third, which would be very low, um, just to minimise cross-contamination and um uh any any other cont- uh contamination cross contamination um all staff and children had to be uh, put two meters apart at all times and seating arrangements and activities would be meet- remodeled for this like the majority of activities would be considered to be completed outside if weather is appropriate and um activities will be perhaps separate and um no rooms will be mixed with others in the same rooms and um, they will remain the same um at all times there will be no um cross contamination so, and also at meal times as well they're going to be having either having meals in their rooms or if there's um a hole uh, they'll stagger the dinner times to reduce overcrowding for additional needs it can be very hard and young children it can be very hard um to um social distance and very difficult and maybe even impossible to carry out but staff will be encouraged to promote and model this appropriate social distancing behaviors in line with the guidance um such as hand washing and creating space and avoiding unnecessary contact um staff will also um will be encouraged to be created on supporting children to understanding social distances. So taking into their account, their age and state of development and um, trying to provide activities um, uh, with their interests and needs um, to help them learn social distancing measures. So um, I've explained catering uh, for children, but the some settings or provision may, um, have different rules for mealtime, so they might want to provide meals for your children in in your school in their school or some, um, schools or crashes may allow, um, you to bring in pack lunches, but um, they are encouraged to um separate all snacks so they'd be on separate plates for them um, and so as no cross-contamination All safeguarding and emergency first aid will remain the same so all procedures that they have learnt so um, There'll be also, they'd be always a designated safeguarding officer and appointed first aider and um, they'll always have them do and they are their procedures will continue to apply but that's it. That is a lot of transition. And I know it's been a very long conversation. But um, there is a lot going on and a lot of changes to be made because of COVID-19. But um, if you have any issues or anything that I may have not discussed that you'd like support with, please get in contact with me. Um, My email address is reanpeak at buildingblocksfamilycenter.co.uk. And um, I can provide you with my mobile number as well. But thank you for listening.